The anomalies are conclusive proof that The Last of Us franchise exists, in a podcast as real and solid as those we already know about. Welcome to Four Seasons in a Funeral, the podcast about shows that had four good seasons and one bad one. Today we're talking about Season 3, Episode 5 of the next evolution of science fiction, Primeval, titled The Last of Us Part Zero, I mean Future Epidemic. I'm Charlie, and I'm joined by Nick and David. Hi, I'm Nick. Hey, I'm David. Um, man, I'm... can we really call The Last of Us a franchise? It's two fucking games. And a and show. A TV show. And a TV series. But that's that's a franchise fucking, right I, there. I, I mean, I guess, but and it's a, an adaptation of the game. And like, a very a very open and accepting Reddit community. To, to oh, me... To me, They've a franchise a has to at least be pops, right? multiple different things, not just the same thing again, like in different mediums. <laughs> I feel like that doesn't count as a franchise. But Call of Duty is not a franchise because it's the Call same thing. Call of Duty is a franchise. But it's the Call same a- game. Yeah, but there's more than two of them. <laughs> what are you talking about, David? There's like five different versions of The Last of Us. Exactly. Doesn't fucking count. <laughs> Doesn't fucking count. Oh dear. What a just, what an episode it's not this was. A franchise. It's just a series. It's like, <laughs> I, I think just, you can call it a franchise. How? They have just you, keep re-releasing the same fucking game over and over again. Have you seen the most recent drama from The Last of Us 2 Reddit community? Uh no, and I don't I'm want worried. to. You really do though. So they're remastering uh, part two, and as part of this, they've added in a whole bunch of new fun outfits. Like, one of them is a space outfit, another one is a Days Gone t-shirt, and one of them is the, like, complete LGBTQ pride flag. And can you guess which one the Reddit community got really upset about? Uh, (laughs) All of them. I wonder. No, no, there was just one post about someone being like, oh, this is where gameplay stopped mattering, and it was all about controlling the message. And someone's like, this doesn't even make sense, because the game is set in this date, and the pandemic happened this date, but the pride flag in real life came out this date, so it it breaks the time-space continuum. Because in a game with zombie mushrooms, that's the immersion-breaking thing. I hate the Last of Us community. They're bad people, most of them. Yes. I didn't even play the second game. The first game, when it came out, was an excellent, excellent game that had great gameplay, great story. I didn't even play the second one. I just. Is it because they made Joel's shoulders small and small? No, it's just because by the time Last of Us 2 came out, there were other games that I feel like <laughs> were better. Overwatch came out and absorbed your life. Overwatch was already out, but. Like Overwatch is so fucking old. I just mean just like the gameplay style at that point. I feel like yeah. it's slightly dated. Like Even when Overwatch Two came out. I've never played Last of Us One. I have tried, and just like the level format is so jarring to go back to, because it's very distinct. Like, okay, you're in a puzzle room now. Okay, you're in a combat room now, and it's yeah. Kinda... I mean, it's it's Naughty Dog. They it's yeah. the evolution of the Uncharted series, which is again like it's evolution of the Crash the... series. Evolution of the Crash series, which is, again, still, like, very distinct level-by-level-based kind of gameplay. Um, but also just, like, very distinct sort of linear, you are solving problems. Okay, here's yeah. a combat section. Um, which is still fun, I think. But just, like, I haven't played, I think, one of those games in a long time. Unless it's, like, uh, RPG. But even that's different. Like, So, David, what I'm getting from this is you're saying this episode of Primeval is better than Last of Us. I... I'm going to say no, despite not having played Last of Us Part Two. <laughs> um, I will say this episode of uh, Primeval is better than that weird documentary I watched about mushrooms and how <laughs> people claim that the reason we evolved uh, frontal uh, lobes is because we ate magic mushrooms as monkeys. I do love that theory. That's a very fun theory. And I'm like, I mean, I guess, but that seems crazy. <laughs> what have you guys been up to since last we recorded? Because it's actually been a period of time. It has. Um, there, I, I saw, I saw you fuckers. Um, that yes. happened. Um, wow. and also saw our friend who is uh, once again moving coast to coast. Um, it was, it was good to see them as well. 
Um, outside of that, more Frisbee tournaments. I had one uh, yesterday, which was a lot of fun. Uh, and then I went to um, my uh, old math prof's uh, birthday party yesterday. Um, David, really you know thought... you know which math prof I'm talking about. Oh, okay. We both okay, know. Okay. I really um, thought that was going to be funeral. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. Um, birthday party. Much, much more fun. I play Ultimate Frisbee with him now. Um, he, he's, he's, he's great. Love him. Um, and yeah, he, he, he custom made, so he's, he's like a big Jeopardy nerd. Um, and he custom made an entire like Jeopardy thing. And we all split up into like three teams and played like Jeopardy for like an hour. It was fantastic. Um, so he's got like a macro enabled PowerPoint that's just a full Jeopardy like game. So oh, did yeah, research and made his own clues. It was, it was fantastic. Um, our team were absolute mad, like, like mad people. Uh, we, we had one person on our team who at one point auditioned for and like made it like made it through the online auditions and into like an in-person audition to actually go and play on Jeopardy. Very, very good at the game. Um, we had we were up like we were at like twenty four and a half thousand dollars. The other teams had like two thousand and one team was in the red. Uh, we got the daily double and got it um, oh, no. and then bet it all on the final Jeopardy and ended up with a hundred K even. Jesus. <laughs> nice. It was it was very mean. Um, you, it was great. How were you playing Jeopardy? Like the old strategy or the modern Jeopardy strategy? Uh, it was so th- there needed to be some updates to it. Um, we wanted a new buzzer system, but what it really was was each team had oh, like no, no. a, a I separate mean, what noise. Was, what was your strategy? Oh, um, yeah, just modern just start Jeopardy going. Um, it, it was just like, yeah, I'm, I'm for anything, um, in like the middle three range to try and get the double jeopardies, um, and just, just modern go. jeopardy is just go for the thousands and then dig for daily doubles. Yeah. Yeah. It's, and jump, it's, it's crazy. Jump around the board so that the other contestants don't get a feel for any category. Yep. Some, just some whiplash. We weren't quite doing that. We were, we were finishing out categories when we felt ca- like strong in them. Um, yeah. but it was, it was great. Uh, <laughs> I then also later that later that evening uh, watched an episode of Only Connect, which was the first time that I've watched an episode of Only Connect Holy since we shit. lived together. David, it was great. We oh. no Nick and I used to watch Only Connect. Like, that'd be like we're having dinner. What we put on the television, <laughs> we put on Only Connect, and then we proceed to not get anything. The it was so show. good. It makes <laughs> it me so feel good. so smart during like the early rounds where I'm like, I know what this is. Be proud of me, Victoria Corin Mitchell. It's just Nick and I going, fuck, I don't know. <laughs> Especially when they get real British. Oh, yeah. So, God, like, one of the ones that we watched yesterday was it's like, <laughs> oh, yeah, these are all songs that you'll hear every day on BBC Radio 4. I'm like, sure. <laughs> I'd know this. These are the names of the dogs of the last eight foreign ministers. You want okay. to know what the most you want to know what the most upsetting thing about these songs you'll always hear on Radio 4? It wasn't even the fucking it's music all clue. It, no, it was the picture clue. They fucking <laughs> shown the sheet music for the four songs. Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> that is like only connect is like the uh, aside from like university challenge, which is literally just like trivia show, like which is literally just um like uh what's what's the buzzer game uh the trivia uh first Je- Jeopardy? No, the American like. Uh, Which show? University. I don't know. I'm just gonna University. say words. Are you talking like pyramid? Challenge. No, like trivia club in high school. Oh, um, oh, like the Shit. actual name of it. Yeah, like there's a, an actual name. Oh God, like blank Olympiad or something? No, no, no. It's like a first, but like to the top or something. Oh, um, it's it rhymes too. Um, yes, we were reach for the top. That's yeah, what it reach. Was. Oh no, yeah. Reach. Reach, yeah. Yeah. reach for the top, which we are all part of because we're definitely nerds. Yep. I did not I did not do that. What? You weren't part of Reach Team? It was great. We did not have reach. a we did not have a Reach team at my school, and I was Dang. doing other things like being like like playing sports. Nah, wait, whoa, reach whoa, team whoa. In my school. Nick's the jock. I was <laughs> dude, I was I was the nerd jock at my high school. It was great. Reach got a uh, was, physics test for me pushed back like a month and a half. Nice. Nice. <laughs> I still failed it. Hey, listen, I did sports in high school, too. I just did the Asian sports. Swimming, mm, badminton, math. track. <laughs> yeah, those those are those are definitely those. 
I did the Asian ones. <laughs> I was on the badminton team. I got to go around and lose at badminton at other high schools. Uh, David really putting the bad in badminton. <laughs> Listen, the problem with badminton is I feel like you can get to a point where you can crush newbies or people who don't play badminton really easily. Small but then children. the people who are actually good at badminton still crush you. Yeah, <laughs> like and the skill bands, I feel like are so far away from each other. You're like, I'm good Dude. for local tournaments, but as soon as not we even move- like I'm good for playing in gym class. I'm, I good, can I'm good for anyone up. in gym class at badminton. Absolutely, because I can I can know how to smash a birdie, and none of these people know how to do that. And that is the only requirement to absolutely devastate them. <laughs> what have you been up to? Yeah. Dude? Um, video games. I spent like all the yesterday playing FF14, which was really nice. Uh, catching up on just like some nonsense. Um, uh, the new Atelier uh, game launched in global. It's unfortunate that it is a gacha game. Um, <laughs> oh no. But it is still very well done and very well made. They are claiming it as the next mainline game, which is something that a few JRPG like it's okay. So if you're a JPR, J, JRPG franchise and you want to make a bunch of money, make a gacha game. That makes perfect sense. They make absolute bank. Don't make what it you, a mainline game. Yeah. What you don't do is don't claim that it's the next mainline game in your series or franchise. I am. See, those are franchises. When you have 40 different <laughs> games that have been released for the past 35 years, and it's like, oh, new. It'd be like if they came out and it was like, Final Fantasy 17 is a gacha game only on mobile. And you're like, wait, what? Why? <laughs> I'm absolutely terrified for Kingdom Hearts to have a mainline. They already had a mainline mobile game, but it wasn't really a gacha game. No. I'm terrified uh, for them. Infinity was just a weird mobile game experience. Yeah. I'm really terrified for the guy to be like, you know what? Gacha game now. You can only get the story if you pull S-rank Donald. <laughs> um, but like Nier, but Nier did something similar with their franchise, with the Nier Reincarnation, which was also sort of like a mainline series that had lore repercussions. And then Trails, or sorry, Tales series had it with Tales of Crystoria, which only lasted like four months in global because it was just like a terrible idea and, and now the Atelier is gone is doing it with a Atel- yeah and then the game's gone it, it, mm. i mean it's not as bad because the tales games every game is like sort of independent like there's they have crossover characters and everything but like the games should be standalone but like now Atelier uh resna which is all uh sorry resolary rena or whatever it's fucking called um <laughs> Resna, as it's just being known as, is now fucking another mainline JRPG gacha game, and I like to play the entire goddamn thing. And I was like, God damn it, Gust, what are you making me do? You're making and me spend all this money. It's different if the game was a gacha game from the start, but like these JRPG franchise gacha games need to, and like the gacha game, goddamn, this ecosystem is so fucking oversaturated already. And Squeenix is already pulling out. There was an announcement that was one of the first announcements I've ever seen um, that was truly baffling. And that is an announcement for a game, uh, the launch date for a gacha game, as well as the end date for the gacha game. Like, end of service that's, in the same tweet. Insane. In the same tweet of, hey, everyone, the game will be launching on this date. It will also be ending service four months later. It's like, wait, what? They're really trying to dial up the FOMO. I, well, it's just it's just absolutely crazy because they announced the game like that it was coming to global uh, like, a, a, like a year ago, and people have been really hyped about it, and it's still like live in Japan doing really well. But then they were like, hey, yeah, we're excited. It's launching February 2024. However, we want to inform you that the global version will close its doors on May 31st, 2024. Jesus. <laughs> just, That's just, so insane. Maybe it's, maybe it's <laughs> like an internal thing. Screaming, why even launch the game at that point? <laughs> like, Maybe they're trying to see if they can force artificial player growth to be like, if you really like it, maybe we'll keep it around. No, those it's a full on EOS like end of service announcement. And it's like, it's just 
the craziest thing is they're definitely going to open with microtransactions available. And then it's just going to be three months of you just blowing like all your money and then the game's going to be gone. And then it's, it's not even like one of the games where like, okay, I'm willing to spend 50 bucks on it because I'll be playing this daily for the next four years, which is like sort of the main draw of, or like main thought process. Because there are gacha games that have been going for like years, like Fake Grand Order is still going way strong. And that's one of the er gacha games. Yeah, because that launched 2015 in Japan and that's still going. <laughs> Wow. But uh yeah, no, it's insane. I don't I don't know what's going on. It's... Anyways, that's my gaming rant. <laughs> Charlie, how's what's your gaming rant? What's so, what have you been up to? Uh since we last talked, Pal World came out. So being a fan of both Pokemon and Slavery, I bought it. Whoa, why do you gotta mention Pokemon? <laughs> <laughs> uh tried to play it and it was I get the error message like, oh, I need to update my C++ redistributable, uh, which I disabled because it was always running for like Tiny Tina. It was always trying to install an update. Mm-hmm. Like, so I read some guys and it's like, just disable this. It'll skip the first time installation. Did that. Uh, tried to go update it and it just started like hanging on the installation. So I was like, uh, maybe something's got like a lock somewhere. I'll just restart my computer. And then when I went to restart my computer, uh, normally it takes like maybe 15 seconds for me to get to my boot screen and like the actual Windows login. Mm -hmm. Um, I stared at a laggy spinning loading wheel after seeing my motherboard's like BIOS flash uh, (laughs) for at least 10 minutes. Oh, no. Uh, And once I did get logged in, um, my rain meter wasn't loading. and if I spent too much time in Windows Explorer, everything would become non-responsive and hang. And I was like, oh no, Windows is broken. I need to reset everything. I can't even plug in a hard drive to get important documents out so I can reset Windows. Oh no. And then I noticed that in Windows Explorer, I could very quickly initiate the crash if I moused over an SSD. On my PC settings, because I have I have four I have four drives connected to my computer. I have my M.2, which holds my Windows install, and then I have two classic hard drives that are large storage, and then I have the what is this like a 128 120 gigabyte SSD that used to have my Windows install on my old PC build, and I was like, oh, this can just be fast game storage, but I've never used it because my M.2 is large enough that it doesn't matter um yeah when i messed over that shit went to hell open up my computer turn it off unplug the ssd turn it back on 15 seconds to windows login suddenly i can do shit again (laughs) i don't know what's wrong with this ssd but it is never going back at my computer oh no (laughs) i i strongly recommend um Either just never using that SSD again, or just just doing a full wipe on it, like just like See, other, full wipe, other rebuild format. Just like I would, I would love to, works. but I'm worried that plugging. So part of the issue, I think, is because it held my original Windows install. The way I moved the Windows install to the M.2 was I downloaded a tool that lets you just full move uh, uh, OS install. So I'm yep. wondering if there's remnants of a Windows install on this and Windows is getting confused so, when it scans so, disk so, sections. So Charlie, you you do understand like what I'm suggesting is um you unplug all the rest of your hard drives, have that plugged in plus get like a Windows like Windows like install on like a boot like USB. Yeah, and then plug format that bad it that boy way. in and then format it that way. Yeah, that that's and that's how you format it. Yeah, that may be more effort than it's worth, honestly. Probably. What size um, is the SSD even? It's 120 gig. Like it's not. Oh man. Yeah. Throw it out. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's cursed. I'm probably never going to touch it again. But that was a fun, very fun, like 24, 25 hours of oh, I just wanted to play Power World at eight o'clock. Now I'm going to bed stressed out that my computer is broken. Oh, no. Now I'm spending some work time trying to fix this and getting stressed out and going back to work. And <laughs> but it's fixed and everything is fine now. 
Or and Power World's very fun. I love well, having I'm to discipline my pals because they don't want to work. I want it to be a human-only trainer, but the humans aren't useful enough. No, so. I think the only good thing to do is to capture like a woman because they retain their shop. Yeah, you can still trade with them. Like that's that's about Power World, please patch the game so I can have only humans as my pals. It's <laughs> so cursed. And I can give my pals guns. My human pals guns. Oh, you can't even give them guns? No, they're useless. That's oh what I'm my saying. God. <laughs> yeah, okay, so so they need to they need to allow humans to have guns, and then they also need to like have like the like equivalent of baby Pokemon and have children, right? You there is pal breeding, but there aren't any like um what's it called mutants or anything like they, they, it's just like pokemon rules they just oh. became like the one pal they nick did i tell you about the the pal decks entry number 69 no it is um a pink lizard that's description is basically um it really wants to breed with every pal it can but in recent years it's included humans in that targeting oh. and i caught one in a raid where it's rabid fangirls want you was the text and then a bunch of these Ew. horny lizards show up and try and beat up my pals that's gross that's just just gross <laughs> okay on that note should we get into the episode i guess i um, we must yeah yeah uh, the TV guide for this episode reads, A fast-growing, flesh-eating fungus comes through an anomaly threatening the entire country. Try saying that ten times fast, fungus. Fast flesh. Fast flesh fungus. <laughs> gotta, gotta love them. Uh, all right. Gotta love Anyways. them fast flesh funguses? What? <laughs> yeah. What? The, the, don't you, don't Excuse you, love you those? fast fast flesh fungi. Oh, sorry. Yes, yes the fast flesh fungi. Sorry, fungiuses. Yeah, David, you fucked that one up too. <laughs> Fungooses. <laughs> Fungooses. Ah, yes, my, my favorite, the fungoose. <laughs> the natural enemy of the snack, the fungoose. Oh, man, I'm, I'm going to go to the Asian grocery store and get duck for dinner. <laughs> Why nice. does that make you want duck? Because they also have it's goose. It's a fungoose. <laughs> they Is also duck sometimes just have goose? barbecue goose. Get instead goose of then instead duck. of duck. Uh, eh, their yeah. duck is low quality enough that um the goose doesn't taste that different. Goose is better than duck, but like I don't think they cook it well enough that it makes a difference. Uh, but yeah, um, this is the episode where everyone who dies deserve to die. And as as I stated before, also some of the people who didn't die. Yeah, a every lot of episode people- we watch, I hope uh, Danny dies. <laughs> Okay, so so David, I have a question for you. You get yes. to kill one character in Danny. the show right now. Danny. Not Connor? <laughs> Danny. Damn. Danny. <laughs> Actually surprised at not Connor. Danny. Alright, David. Um, A cab. A cab. Danny. <laughs> David. Abby Abby has to date one of Danny or Connor. The show writers demand it. What? Connor then? <laughs> I don't want anyone to interact with Danny. I want Danny to be dead and not in the show. Like, I truly astounds me that this random cop who was going to murder someone in cold blood is being accepted and has shown no remorse for the murder. He gets he brings up the fact that a creature killed his brother in this episode, but doesn't bring up also, man, I was real wrong about that other guy I tried to kill. <laughs> like Yeah. That I was not sorry, that I was going to kill unless you stopped me. <laughs> but but don't worry, everyone who wasn't on Danny's side is getting removed in this episode. <laughs> Absolutely astounding. What the fuck? Well let's let's start off with our for our first warranted death where uh, there's some rich, knighted British art collector who's telling his assistant he needs these papers because whatever he's buying is going to be more ex- be worth more by the end of the day. So his assistant Lloyd goes into his area and is like, oh, my God, your new piece is so cool. And the guy's like, oh, but I haven't bought anything in months. That doesn't raise warning bells and just tells Lloyd to That's... fuck off, even though it's an anomaly. Well, no. 
Lloyd, Lloyd's, he, he's, Lloyd's like, oh man, do you mind if I touch it? And he's like, absolutely not. Do not fucking touch my artwork. And then Lloyd's like, cool, bar, cool bye. Cool, I'm still gonna touch it. it. Yeah. My phone to got sucked into it, and this doesn't raise alarm yes. bells. <laughs> to be fair, Lloyd is kind of a fucking dumbass. Yes. <laughs> like- <laughs> Lloyd, or as I mentally called him, Discount Matt Smith. <laughs> he has a very similar face to Matt Smith. He's- in that his he, chin, uh, I, I his chin just, goes on I for can, far too long. He straight up dies, eh? Right? Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> he, goes, he not only he not only dies, his body will never be found because he goes like, back into the anomaly. Like, he's, yeah, yes, we, we've he's, never seen this man again. He throws up on he throws up some spores on the rug and then gets sucked back into the future. <laughs> I think this is the past. Uh, no, it it the wiki defines it as a future fungus. Um, and episode titles also seem to indicate it's the future. Okay, uh, I could be wrong. It's called Future, future epidemic. epidemic. Yeah. And in okay. Germany, okay, sure. it's called A Fungus from the Future. Which also, or, like, sorry, I don't France. know what fungus from the past turns humans into weird fungus monsters, so it's gotta be a weird future nonsense thing, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> And I will say, none of those episode titles are anywhere close to the attack of the 737 from last episode. <laughs> <laughs> It's, it's such a good title. Just, just yikes, dog. Uh, but the, yeah, he's he's dead, and he brought an infection. But it's okay because back at the ark, Connor is lying to Abby and is moving into the office, um, with all the 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 two baby dinosaurs sitting Nancy because Abby needs to have her brother stay at the flat. I don't know why this plot point is continuing. I thought it was going to be like an in-between episode thing, but, but no. it's not. Okay. Uh, do, do you think Abby's brother has plot importance? Uh, he's got it, right? He's going to get bit by a dodo, infected by a parasite, and die. <laughs> All right. Yo. Secondary question. Do you think Abby is fucking her brother, and oh. that's why she needs to get Connor out of there? A hundred percent. This is, listen, they are not, they are not from Alabama. I cannot endorse it. You would endorse it if they're from Alabama? I would believe it. <laughs> That's not what you said. That's not what you implied. Because if they're fucking, that would also make sense to why, what the fuck his energy was in yeah. the phone call. <laughs> but, yeah, oh, yeah. man. Anyways, fucking Connor, Connor's sleeping in the lab. Um. And then someone, uh, hey, breaks in, and it's Danny Quinn. Danny has yes. broken into the Ark. But hey, I guess their security's better. Because they caught him. On the one hand, their security is better. On the other hand, he got in. Like, he got yeah. into the building. He jumped yeah. a fence and kicked a door open. And he got into the ark. <laughs> yeah. Like, and if he had a gun. Like, or, like, there were this, more of him, they'd be fucked. If there was like, clones this, this of him even... who only listened to Helen's vocal commands, <laughs> they'd be screwed. Ugh. Like this building blew up. Like they've had time to fix these things. You'd hope. You'd really hope. Yeah, whatever. Um, one of the dinosaurs gets loose, messes with the anomaly detection device. Lester decides not to immediately throw Quinn into like an interrogation room. I assume they would have like, or prison him. cells. Yeah, they just have him sit in the middle of the central command. Um, the perfect place to have him. But yeah, uh, then the anomaly detector goes off after Connor fixes it because Sid bit through some cables. Um, Jenny is unnervingly upset about Cutter's death and the fact that she used to be Claudia Brown, which Uh, Cutter told you about this numerous times. Like, you shouldn't be having an identity crisis about this. Yeah, Yeah, but now she has some sort of proof that he wasn't insane and that it was true. But he showed them that photo when the timeline first changed, right? Uh, I don't think he did. I don't actually think he did. Okay. I, don't I think, think he, he did. just came in screaming about it. Like, <laughs> I, think I don't he think just, he, like... he was just like, all right, everyone's going to think I'm crazy. And if I show them this photo, I'm just going to be crazy. Like, or maybe <laughs> they're going to wonder Connor... how I got so good at Photoshop. Maybe Connor <laughs> yes. knew about it. And Con- he was. I don't think Connor knew about the photo. I think this is the first time we're actually Connor, seeing Connor just believed Cutter. That was yeah. that was the only thing. But yeah, anyhow, um, apparently- outside of this, it's, impor- it's important to note that in the meantime, Sir Richard does show up to his apartment, finds Lloyd's cell phone by itself beside a puddle of black goo 
and then goes, huh. I'm going to touch you. the goo and smells pokes, it. Insane. Pokes the goo and brings it up to his face. So this is person number two who 100% deserves to die. At, like, just, I, like, at that point, like, at worst, like, what are you expecting that to be? Because best case, that's, like, vomit, right? Yeah. Or, like, no, you... You know, you know that you fired the man. The last thing that you know is that you fired this man. He he sounded like he was choking on the phone, and you fired him, leaving him in your apartment by himself. There's there's no way that, that he then leaves the company phone and doesn't and like a pile of black goo, and you go that black goo's fine. Um, I should touch that. That's <laughs> insane. Any, anyways, that's that's my frustration. <laughs> But don't worry, after touching it, he's like, well, too bad, I gotta go catch a train. Driver, take me to my train. Um, and he's quote-unquote fine. Just just got a little bit of the sickies. Um, the sickies aren't real. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, the, David never got the sickies, so the sickies aren't real. <laughs> it was just a weird took a shower, then <laughs> kept sneezing. For, forever. But yeah, they, they track the anomaly to his flat. Um, the team goes in see the pile i it really i we best see respirators from now on every single time they go to see an anomaly they should have had them anyways <laughs> but literally like biohazards guys biohazards as soon as connor is like hey this is a fungus everyone who is anywhere near that needs to be locked into a quarantine facility and examined he's and had need- biohazard training as we learn Ugh. It's just so dark. But yeah, Connor goes and goes, oh, this is a super aggressive fungus. We need to track down that guy. Everyone else who is in there and is probably breathing spores, go into the general population and try and find him instead of sending like a backup team. Yes. Also, also, what's been happening in the meantime while they're going to explore? Um, Elizabeth, uh, the, the who I'm going to refer to as Army Fucker, um, appears again. Sorry, by Elizabeth, um, you mean Christine Johnson? Christine? Is that what the fuck her name is? Sure. Yeah. Christine Johnson. Yeah. Oh. I was gonna say, who the fuck is Elizabeth? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. For some reason, that was just her name in my head. It's Christine. Uh, they say it so many times this episode. I, just, I don't know what to tell you, man. So many times. I I don't know what to tell you, man. Like I'm I'm there's I have I have no reason behind this. I just yeah. Like, there's not even anyone else named Elizabeth in this episode. <laughs> no, she... there's no one named Elizabeth in the show. <laughs> what happens I if I search Elizabeth? You're gonna uh, get a season five spoiler. Elizabeth Lionel. Uh she shows up in two episodes. Sure. She is in episode 3.7. Uh, oh, apparently I've been watching ahead. <laughs> yeah. It's gonna be real funny when we get introduced to Elizabeth. Oh no. <laughs> I was like trying to see if like the actresses. I don't like. There's a. I'm just. I'm just on a hope and prayer at this uh, point. The actress is Belinda that, but... Stewart Hyphen Wilson. Wait, I'm sorry. Her yep, name is that's... Belinda. Yeah, the actress's <laughs> name is Belinda. Wait, is that a real name? Yeah. That's the... yep. Oh my god, she was married to the guy who played Lester. Oh, that's why they have such weird energy. Uh, they have. I'm about to cause... divorce you. Energy. Uh, they get divorced two years after the broadcast of this episode. <laughs> Ooh, not 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 to the date, right? Like uh, not, no, not to no. that date. Okay, because that would be they got uh, they got divorced in 2011. Let me find if Lester. Okay, what day of 2011 though? Uh, it just says 2011. They were married in 2004 and divorced in 2011. Oh, David's I gonna was, go do some research. I just um, wanted. In the meantime, I just wanted to see if there was a primeval episode that landed near the date, so that when we watch no. it, we could say that this is the episode Lester got divorced. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear! Because there are episodes airing from January to February 2011 and May and June 2011. She she Ooh. unfortunately does not appear outside of season three. Maybe she dies. Maybe or she she's just never a fungus monster. Or she's never seen or heard from. Yeah, that's more likely. But yeah, she All shows right, up hey. with two goons and is like, "Hey, this guy should be a, the new cutter." And then Lester's like, "Hmm, maybe you should fuck off, and we can talk privately. Tell the the guys not to touch anything." And one of them immediately fucks off, 
looks in something. goes into a quarantine area, looks inside a quarantine box, and then goes, "Huh, look at this fungus. I should touch it." Okay, touch. so the touching it is egregious. But to be fair, Christine and them do think that the Ark, or they think correctly that the Ark is lying about the destroyed artifact Helen wanted. And yes, they yes. believe it is somewhere does, here. Does the so fungus makes, look like an artifact, David? No, no. But I'm saying it makes sense for him to go into the biohazard room and check that out because that is a very smart place to hide that device, right? So yes. I'm not blaming him there. But once he opened it and saw black goo, he should have walked the fuck out of the room. Like that's where the idiot starts. But <laughs> everything before that makes sense. He- there's this this is a man this is a man succeeding on investigation checks all the way up until he opens the box <laughs> and at gets which a nat point he one. fails his wisdom yes. save. Is it is this safe to touch? Oh, 100% man, you should touch it. <laughs> is it safe uh, to I'd touch? Like to it, I'd like to roll a nature check on this. I'd like to I'd like to roll a nature check on this fungus. Nat one. Ooh, it's a shame that you touched the fungus to check out how deadly it was. <laughs> uh, hey, shout out to Ash Coleman who on the wiki is the only comment on this character's page that just says, he seems cool. <laughs> D- does he, Ash? Does he seem cool? He touched a fungus that killed him immediately and turned him into a monster. <laughs> Yay. Uh, <laughs> Again, a trip. everything before the touching of the fungus made sense. But it's just so quick, too. He's like, oh, what's this in the box? I gotta open up the box and touch it. Like, in what world do you see mold and you go, hmm, I gotta poke it? I just, it baffles the mind. Yeah. But yeah. Anyways. He turns into a weird fungus creature. And, ooh, this is what's happening to Sir Richard as well. No idea why he's taking slightly, or not even slightly, way longer. Uh, it's be- the the reason that they are going to give you for this. It's not it's not correct, but it's the reason for it is because Connor put saline solution on that one, causing it to massively grow. You know, the human body has no saline solution in it, right? <laughs> yeah, we never we never give people saline solution to replace anything. There's there's nothing there's nothing that naturally is like extruded from our skin to like when we get warm for example that <laughs> some would call a saline solution not, not, none of that it's okay we but, we're not expecting the show to know science nick it's not like there's any part of science in the genre of this show no you're right anyways um <laughs> that's that is definitely the reason that they're giving behind it because connor later on in this episode does spill some more just salt water on the solution and the solution goes Rah! i thought it was because uh, at the beginning of the episode abby is like look all these flowers bloomed overnight aren't i smart i thought she had sprayed it with no, something she, she special just, she just perfected the environment you know you know in that one oh, community okay. episode where they're like the perfectly like the perfect like, oh, room the perf- temperature room is, i can't room tell where my skin ends and the air begins <laughs> This is this is this what is, Abby has done to that room. This is the room of room temperature. Can I that say room, the entire perfect. subplot of community with them being the best air conditioner repair school in the world just secretly was fucking great. I cannot <laughs> believe they got um John Goodman to play that role cuz he knocks it out of the park. God, As the dean show. of the air conditioning school. <laughs> uh, anyways, back to Primeval, where we don't get that beautiful line of it. This is the perfect room. Um, instead, we have a very upset um, Christine Johnson, um, who's like, you guys killed one of my men, which... No, they like, didn't. Let's play the tape back. Why is he touching that, Christine? Hmm? <laughs> <laughs> He's also not dead, technically. Lester's got a great line. (laughs) Lester is the standout performance in this episode. (laughs) With the, the, well, why was he in our, like, why was he snooping around top secret stuff? And Christine's just like, all right, we're going to go now. (laughs) We'll see you later. (laughs) You can get rid of that body, right? (laughs) You have this other guy's resume. It's fine. Look, he doesn't touch deadly fungus. I will burn it. Um, oh my god, we get to the the next super dumb part. So Connor and Quinn 
get into hazmat suits, good, and go into the room and put the guy into a body bag. Uh, Quinn then goes to take off his hazmat suit. Which, which is insane. Connor specifically is like, hey, that's a dumb idea. Are you crazy? We cannot be in this room and not have our hazmat suits on. I need to store this piece of information for the audience. <laughs> um, and then... Uh, I am expositing for the fourth wall. Look to camera. <laughs> yeah. This won't come back later. This is not Chekhov's hazmat suit. Yes. But then the Egyptologist, who I'm not going to bother to learn her name... Um, she, why she's been in, she's part of the cast she's I, part of the cast not cool man I just I can't she doesn't have enough lines for me to recognize that she is a main <laughs> character damn wow she has like three lines this episode come on this just in Charlie is a misogynist no I'm a racist because she's brown everyone cancel Charlie do it try yeah cancel my social media presence yeah, everyone go on Charlie's personal Twitter and cancel him, which totally exists and is real. It does. Right, I don't David. know if I'm following any of you. It's at David, Charlie. I'm... <laughs> <laughs> I wish. Go to at Charlie and cancel that person. Uh, Twitter.com <laughs> slash at um, Charlie. Also, also, David, because I'm curious, do you know the name of the Egyptologist? No, <laughs> absolutely not. Uh, guys, Sarah, oh. Sarah Page. What oh, the fuck? Oh, no. Oh, no. I I think at Charlie is a right winger. <laughs> I mean, yes, the statement stands. Go and cancel that person. Aviation, UI, UX, Bitcoin and shit coins. Uh, and then reposted a tweet that is about the Hunter Biden conspiracy. Oh, my God. Oh, no. All it's right. just people dumb. No heads. No. And anyways. It's just tired. Yeah, I don't so, want so, another election <laughs> cycle, guys. I just but David, I know it's, it's coming. Go- it's going to be uh. doubled up. We're going to have the Trump v. Biden round two. And then we're know, also going to get Pierre Poutine versus True Don't. It's going to be a Canadian election soon. 2025, October 20th. I want to die. You don't think conservatives are going to wrangle enough NDP to call a vote before then? Wait, Yves Francois is still around? The Bloc Québécois guy? Yeah. I thought he disappeared. Nah, he's still there. <laughs> what? If not for the separatist shit, the Bloc would be a good party to vote for. Again, we did the political compass things, and I okay. lied right on the dot where Block was, but except for, except one for the separation part. Because in that in that Canadian political compass questionnaire, one of them is: Do you do you support Quebec sovereignty? Well, yes no, or the no. The funniest thing is that there was a Z axis in the political compass, <laughs> and the Z axis was just: Do you support Quebec yeah. separating or not? It was like the standard quadrants, but there's a Z at just opposite ends of like I'm aligned everything with Block, but Quebec separating. It's like, damn it, Block of a quad, get your stuff together. Apparently, you're my dream party. David, I like the idea of you voting for 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 block for like the block, and just being like, "Listen, I'm really happy to have you guys in power. Feel free to like 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 you know, feel free to just like but Quebec separation, go for it. As long as you guys stay in power for Canada as well, <laughs> <laughs> I need the rest of your things as well. Uh. But yeah, um, oh man, she notices. Anyways. Sarah Page notices. Hey, that. Dude who touched the fungus, his body bag is getting up. So she runs over and tries shouting through, I assume she knows that it's soundproof glass. And then... Uh, I think this I think this lot is pretty new, but probably. And then bangs on the glass and is trying to get them to turn around and then goes, oh, I should use the fucking intercom button. That's the third thing she tried. <laughs> there is a button That's she can horrible. use to talk to them. And it's the third thing she does. And Charlie? Maggie and I were watching this episode and both just losing our minds about that sequence. Just how, why? Why is Uh, it that dumb? Don't make your fiancé watch this show. (laughs) Every time I put on an episode, she goes, 
I thought the point of your podcast was that there was four good seasons. <laughs> yeah, we've we've passed Again, that. the plot of the podcast is that there are five seasons total, and that's it. I'm like, it's not a bad show. Well, it has its moments. It's a very the, the, okay the fifth, show. The fifth season should be bad. That's the hope. It doesn't have to. The fifth season's going to be bad. Yeah, what do we do when we the fifth season's the best? Uh, and, uh, be happy, I it, guess. Change the name yeah, of the show to Four awake. Seasons in Awake. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's just, it's Awake instead. It's fine. But yeah. Um, um, any, anyways, outside of what's happening in the arc, but the train station's also, like, train station scene's also happening here. They're trying to tra- track down Sir Richard. Um, they do eventually... This is uh, like also track him out of the train station. This is also like a fake premise because like, oh, no, he might get on a train. It's England. He's not getting on a train. They're always late. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's the worst uh, escape mechanism he could pick. Yes. Devastating. But, but anyways, <laughs> he, he runs into the sewers. A good sign from this band. Yeah. Runs away into the sewers and then transforms so that we now have the two fungus monsters um, in the show here. And now we got to figure out what to do do with the two of them. Um, they try turning they, up the heat. Yeah, they try turning up the heat. Um, and then I that little tidbit so I, of knowledge that I stored before about it would be crazy to be in that room without your hazmat suit on. Um, Connor looks in and notices, hey. Sid's in the vents. Now I have to go in and get him. And the camera very... The fungus monster does explode first. I know, but that means the fungus is still in there. Yes. And the camera very purposefully, he walks away and it stays locked on in his hazmat hood. And he goes in there without hazmat protection. And also, the dinosaurs in that room. Sid's dead. (laughs) No, no, no. D- D- Charlie, we've already determined, especially now that we know that this is a future fungus, we've already determined dinosaurs beat future. This is true. Their immune the systems are too fungus strong. only affects humans. Yeah. Exactly. It's going to just... The, this the is fungus like a weird used war to be, fungus. The fungus used to be people. The evolution goes monkeys, humans, merpeople, fungus. And then crabs. Yeah, and then all the yes. way back to crabs. And then monkeys again. No, no, no. That, you never leave crab. No, Once you're a crab, it's, it's a weird thing. Human evolution is cyclical. Like time, it's a flat circle. Uh, I, so, also, real quick, going back, to the, going back to Jeopardy from yesterday, one of the interesting clues was about monarch butterflies. I didn't realize this. It takes, like, for them to complete a, um, like a migration pattern, it's multiple generations to do a single cycle of the migration. Yeah, it's yeah. fucked. Which is so fucked. They're, I didn't know that. Dumb I didn't creatures. know it was like four generations to go through the entire like migration. Just book a plane, Monarch Butterfly. You can get to Mexico so much faster. <laughs> it's it's, it's kind of crazy to be the generation that is just like, yeah, okay, Why are we're we doing going this part here? of the trip. <laughs> like, but it's like, that's also really cool. And like, why are they still going there? Like, you're born in the middle of this. And it's just, yeah, you end up butter. here and you never had the initial drive to go. The epigenetics, man, yeah. they're crazy. Anyways, I sorry, just think about when we can unlock track, our but... human ones, and then you can go and experience your ancestors' past and uh, stab people and be a cool assassin. <laughs> it's gonna be really depressing if that technology ever becomes real and like no one's ancestors were interesting. No, statistically, that's it's, impossible. It's just a bunch of white people putting on the goggles and going, "Oh my god, there were so much slaves." Statistically, I should put those goggles on and immediately be able to find Genghis Khan. <laughs> <laughs> just you just see the People's Revolution in China. Oh no, I don't want to see that. Then we go to Genghis Khan. Statistically, he's gotta be an ancestor of mine. <laughs> no, you're the one. You're the one Asian person who's not related to Genghis Khan. Somehow, <laughs> statistically, I've gotta be a direct male descendant of Genghis Khan, right? Like, <laughs> it would be so funny if you weren't. <laughs> oh. Uh, anyways. Fucking back to back to primeval. Evolutionarily um, wise, Genghis Khan won, right? Yeah. Like 
a million percent. Just in a pure evolutionary sense where he passed on his genes, like he won. <laughs> He's, is there another person who has passed on their genes as much as Genghis Khan has? I don't... Certainly not as well known. Um, you could... It's weird, depending on, like, how... Like, I don't know enough about sperm banks, but I feel like there's a chance that someone could, like, try and win now. They'd need to do, like, probably a lot of fraud. Which is also, um, like, spread... Because if you go into, like, children of children of his, right? And how yes. wide that is. Especially because it's Asia, which also has the most population. It just feels like he's got to have won. Probably. It's... Yeah... Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, back to Primeval. <laughs> Primeval. Sorry, um, I've been drinking my fucking... coffee throughout the episode. So I I'm told slowly you. Getting weird energy back. Uh, it is yes. estimated that Genghis Khan has 16 million genetic descendants today. Dang. This is from an article in 2015. Anyways, um, back back to primeval uh let's head into the sewers where they're fighting one of the they're, they're trying to find the fungus creature um after hearing it roar um and we we have our third death of the episode this this one this soldier it's just kind of bad luck shouldn't work for the arc like this is <laughs> it's deserved you knew what you're getting into also sorry we skipped over the other great lester line of when he sends them off in the truck and he goes, oh, yeah, that's, management, that's, that's coming up. Management holds no responsibility for l- loss of life or limb. <laughs> it's like, that's not how that works, but sure. Listen, he said it aloud. It's fine. The, the lawyers, the lawyers were in the room. <laughs> no one disagreed with it. Yep. Uh, um, but yeah, we, we have soldier death um, to fungus creature. Um concerningly we never see about this man again despite him also he should be turning into a fungus creature here we just get told we need a containment unit and that everyone stays away from him just concerning he's Um, He's absolutely dead they're they're containing him and throwing him in a cooler and he's dead like well so the first thing that they were trying was to like you know fire him Uh, yeah so connor goes into the room to try and get the dinosaur and then kicks over more like saline solution and the fungus keeps growing goes oh no it likes the heat we have to chill it out okay you can like heat but you also if it's fungus and fire like that doesn't that doesn't make sense right like uh heat will cause the spores to spread more like aggressively but it's fire it's fire you can't spread if you're burned carbon i i think (laughs) the argument there is like at least it's gonna shoot out so many spores you couldn't hope to get them all i guess so yeah it just seems like nonsense so david you're correct in that when you get up to a certain temperature you denature you will denature it and it is no longer like functional living matter but you, you do need to be very, very, you know, if if this thing is like exploding as soon as that happens, you need to be very sure that you've denatured all of it. <laughs> Napalm the fucker. Cover it <laughs> in goddamn gasoline. Take some styrofoam. Sticky materials. Take some and styrofoam. Let it up. Boil some we gasoline. Have napalm. Yeah. We already get- <laughs> invented that war crime. Just use it. Guys, all you got to do is That's get some it. styrofoam, boil some gasoline, mix it together, and you've basically got napalm. Hi, Cesus. Hi, Cesus. <laughs> hey, nice to see you again. <laughs> yeah, we're putting out another one of these episodes again. Thanks for the downloads. <laughs> hey, please, please, please be cool. We're sorry. Oh, we're not sorry. It's fine. None of no. us have that important jobs. I just work in fintech. <laughs> No, David, I've had to, I've already, I've had to, yeah, I've had to, we've had had to do none of us clearances. have that important jobs that Cesus definitely doesn't need to know about. None of us. Yes. Uh, all three of us. None of us. I haven't had to ever pass a background check for work. Exactly. I've never had privileged ever information ever in my entire life. <laughs> Nick and I don't work adjacent to very sensitive sectors. No, you don't. None of us have important jobs. Jesus, leave us alone. (laughs) Oh, no. You have to send an agent over. Please send Tim. He was very cordial last time. I mean, what? (laughs) 
audience, it's fine. Don't worry about it. Don't ask what we mean. Uh, and, anyways, they they're 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 looking at burning. They're looking at flame throwing the the like the fungus monster that's in the sewers. Um, fortunately, after they've cornered it and it's like cowering in fear of flames, because David's right, flames still gonna do some damage. Um, they uh, are told like, "Hey, no, no, no! Um, fire, fire is good for it. Uh, we need to freeze this bad boy." Um, at which point, they're able to like basically lure it into the truck. <laughs> like it's it's not quite luring. There, there's some amount of like fear that goes on with it, but they do eventually get it into the truck, which is sure good. Good on them. Yeah, why not? Yeah. Um, they take it back to uh, they take it back to the ark. Um, and uh, they prep the arc beforehand and cool it down. I, I'm very interested to know what temperatures, because like we see like temperatures on the side where like Connor's about to like die, and it's like minus fifteen. And if that's minus fifteen degrees Celsius, like Connor's gonna have a bad time. But unless he's in there for like twenty minutes, he's gonna be fine. <laughs> like he's got enough clothes on. Minus fifteen Celsius is gonna be frustrating but not gonna like hurt him over like three minutes yeah i got a real big issue Um, with the portrayal of how the cold is affecting them in this episode yeah because i'm assuming that they're not like cooling the entire like that entire like op section to like minus 80 for example yeah well the the room connor's in they only get it down to like negative 25 before the fungus dies so Man, Connor, you're a little bitch. Neck of a 25 and you're that goddamn blue. <laughs> that's that's sort of what I mean. And then later when fucking Jenny dies from yeah. cold. And like this is this is like a, a no wind chill negative 25 too. Like this the is British just don't air deserve their temperate climate. If this is what they complain about. Really? Like, like you're right. It's going to hurt you. It's not going to kill you. That it's fast. not going to kill you immediately like that. <laughs> like, yes. yeah. You need to be out there for longer than five minutes. So because I wasn't fully paying attention, did the fungus monster infect Jenny or was that like a, oh, just. I think the fungus whilst- monster got some fungus on her. She wasn't infected yet, though. And so they wanted to wait for the fungus to fully die before pulling her yeah, out. Yeah, sorry, but was that, like, implied during her fight with it is when she got the spores on her? Or was she infected beforehand? I think during the fight. Okay, because that scene came up, and once again, Maggie went, wait, when did she get infected? And I went, I don't know. I yeah, I don't think attention. they show her actually getting infected. Okay. It was definitely during the fight when yeah, she was they, locked in there with the fungus man. They used some fire extinguishers because they're, they're cold. Uh, to fight the fungus monster to lure it into the center room. Um, Jenny uses an entire fire extinguisher for like 50 seconds against it. And then as soon as it's done goes, oh god, I'm cold, and falls down. Which, why? That's how cold works. Not how cold works. <laughs> not how cold works. Especially That's how when cold works. Especially it when works. your heart rate is that high. Not it how cold works. It works like in a video game where you have a cold resistance bar, and when you hit that, you get the frozen status, and you can't move anymore. Like, so, so it's it's important to note that, um, like, so, so for just just because I, at the very least, David and I have both taken some some thermal courses. Um, the, the human body, uh, we, we start to experience, uh, like mild hypothermia, um, around like, like the human body being around like 32.2 degrees Celsius, normal body temperature 37, um, for you to get to the point where you're like losing consciousness and it's like full on like hypothermia happening 27 and like a half degrees, um, very likely to die is below 21 degrees, which is like that's difficult to do to our bodies well it's just quickly. also because she's like she's covered up she's not like yes wet or anything if if so yeah if she was in like water like two degrees celsius water yeah that is sapping your heat if she was in less clothing like but she's she's like she's not in winter gear but she is fully covered up like just it is just the thermal energy being reduced is just by the air outside like and the human body is specifically designed to not let that work very well <laughs> like 
but anyway, if they're wrong about so much other science, I feel like it's weird (laughs) that we're like focusing on this so hard. But I guess it's just the Canadian in us. It was just weird. It was just weird. It's just the Canadian, and because it is winter, we're just like angry. (laughs) Nick, especially, I'm surprised you're not more mad at this. Negative twenty five. I think I've seen you wear shorts. (laughs) It's definitely happened. Um, I have, I, I have at points jumped into, into a lake that had a little like covering of ice on it to jump through to, to swim in the lake. Um, like that's happened before. I once like really badly scratched on my body doing that. It was great. Um, <laughs> would not recommend. Um, so yeah, I've, I've calmed down a little bit. I'm, I'm, I'm more temperature like sensitive at this point than I used to be. Um, but still. <laughs> Weak. You've gotten weak is what you mean. I have gotten I have gotten weak. <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, bring us to the end of this anyways, fucking episode. Yeah. Um the 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 cold kills the the fungus monster that they brought back from uh the um from the sewers. Uh it like shatters and just just there. I guess they'll sweep it up and burn it. Incinerate it. I don't know what their plan is to do with this bad boy after, but they'll they'll figure it out. Um, the third fungus monster the, of the like dead soldier, we never even see it. It's fine. I'm sure. I'm sure it's fine. Um, the biggest problem with this is that uh, Jenny gets infected a little bit with the fungus. Um, fortunately, they just make sure that her body cools off to a temperature where the fungus dies, which is concerning. That part's very concerning. <laughs> um, but it's okay. They bring her back. Um, <laughs> That is far and away the most concerning part of this episode. Is there, is is like I understand Connor being like, no, we need to let the cold kill it. But assuming that it's like taking the heat from her body and the, her body needs to reach a certain temperature before it dies, very concerning. Um, also, they just see it like fade off of her face, and they're like, okay, she's good, even though it could be yeah anywhere else. It's no, it's fine. <laughs> Again, There's, it's like a video game. No, the status effect has ended. Everything's good. There, there are no orifices that this that this thing could have gotten into. It's fine. <laughs> um, it's not like it was right beside her mouth. Um, <laughs> um, but don't worry, they are able to bring her back. Um, she survives. Um, and um, th- there's a weird moment between Jenny and Danny. Um, and then uh, Jenny does the right thing and is like, "Yep, I I need to be out of here. Um, this is this is not okay." Um, and yeah, the final part of this episode is the resolution that all of us like that, that we were expecting, but none of us wanted, which is um, Danny Quinn gets promoted to team leader from Trespasser in this episode. <laughs> Which that really seems to be done because Lester is spiteful. Yes, this, this is absolutely what's happening here. Um, and outside of that, uh, Jenny decides to leave the team. And we we lose both Nick Cutter and Jenny, I guess, this season, probably. Unless Jenny's back in like two episodes. Who knows? Um, I actually completely forgot she leaves. T- t- cool. <laughs> But yeah. She straight up just decides to not be on the show anymore. Did the actors yeah. not want to be in Primeval? Like, what's happening? I, I feel like they're like, yeah, the, the ship's going down. We gotta, we gotta fail soon. Like, I understand why this show was canceled after Series 3 if they lost all the main characters. Like, crazy. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna say that takes us to the end of the episode here. Oh, man. Just, let's just hop into ratings here. David. Um, I really like the effects of the fungus people. For as dumb as fungus yeah. people were, they still looked really cool. Um, and just for that, this episode will get a three from me. <laughs> you know, understandable. Sometimes, sometimes you just gotta look for the like the, the positives <laughs> in in these in these episodes. Um, I I have great concern there there was already concern the concern has just ratcheted up in terms of where the show is heading but this episode was fun at least um like i i'm just gonna give it a two and a half it was it was fun it was fine yeah um so many people were so dumb in this episode but those fungus people did look really didn't they it was actually so so well done I, i think it's the most unique character design we've seen come out of this show which is hard, I know, because a lot of it is dinosaurs, but 
the future stuff has always kind of been like like the future Weird, predators gray mush yeah like, don't really look inspired these things are genuinely scary oh they're so great yeah Especially like i was with, uncomfortable like, the looking eyeballs these. off center and like yeah um like off to the side as well it's such a unique look for fungus people uh i I'll, love it for the fungus people alone like david i'll also give it a three uh understandable imdb this is a 7.5 it was watched by uh 5.2 million people which is back up from last week by about 200,000 people um interesting so we have this very fun uh kind of roller coaster dip where we go 5.89 4.9 3.2 for some reason no one was watching um on april 11th 2009 for episode three so Hmm. who knows weird okay sure Uh, i think that's everything david yeah uh for the fifth time jesus christ (laughs) yeah thank you all so much we also realized david's in the outro every episode for season three we roll dice to determine the order. It's supposed to be random. Yeah. It's supposed to be random, and it's really funny about what's happened. <laughs> um. So yeah, thanks, audience, again for watching or listening to another episode of Four Seasons and a Funeral. Uh, thank you so much for the continued support of the three downloads we get a week. Um. <laughs> once again, we have no mail. Uh, but if you want to give us mail, oh. you can reach out to us at forsaf, F-O-U-R-S-A-A-F, at gmail.com. Or you can reach us on Twitter at forsaf, F-O-U-R-S-A-A-F. Um, please give us a five-star review on your podcasting service of choice. And let your friends know about the podcast. Sorry for making you watch Primeval. Um, <laughs> we're hoping that the next show goes better. Uh, but we still got... Ooh, we still got some lows to go with Prime Evil, so we'll see about how much angry ranting we can get done. Um, Until then, outro! Our intro and outro music is Dream One by Magenta Six. Licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution 4.0 International License.